Hey everybody and welcome to Don't Get Me Started. Hey. Hi. If you're new here, I'm Abby. I'm Heather. And if you're not new here, welcome back. Yeah, thanks Hi. for listening to I, episode um 15 14 or 15 i kind of lost track oh my <laughs> you god we've made it when we can't, can't keep, keep track, track. yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice well guys i actually have a life update okay so my office got a fish right okay. and it was named sushi and i was the godmother you know Aww. like a fairy godmother who was the mother um, this one woman who actually bought the fish. Okay. So nice. I was like, okay, you could be the mom. Um, you kind of like birthed it and I'll yeah. be the godmother. <laughs> um, yeah. so his name was Sushi and he was a beta fish. And oh my God, the time that we had him, it was great. Mm-hmm. And then we found out one morning that he did pass. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Poor Sushi. How long was he alive for? 24 hours (laughs) and so now i feel like a fish slaughterer i'm so sad and i just feel so bad about myself but it it honestly probably would have happened either way some beta fish (laughs) live for years some beta fish only make it a day yeah so So i'm like oh my but we made like the biggest stink about it like we have a fish we have a fish but yeah so then i flushed him because like I wanted to bury him. Yeah, I wanted to bury him, but, like, I didn't also want to bury a fish on, like, the office property. Yeah, and, like, dig a hole and stuff. And then I found out we were having pipe, like, pipe issues with plumbing. (gasps) So they were like, please tell me you didn't flush him. And I'm like, oh, oh. So (laughs) we might find a sushi carcass. No! (laughs) (laughs) So I'm scared for that. But There's no way a fish caused plumbing issues. No, no, no. There was p- plumbing issues beforehand. Oh. And then I flushed him. Oh. So. Oh, the poor little guy. It'll be fine, hopefully. Okay. But now I have to go get a sushi, too. Tonight, actually. Sushi ju- tonight? <laughs> yeah. Sushi, sushi Junior 2.0. Yeah. The second. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my life update. Oh, I'm sorry gonna get for another your pet loss. Fish. Thank that's you. That's really sad. Thank you. Some people wrote sympathy cards in the office. Oh. I appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring mine. But yeah, it's I okay. Forgot. It's I'm okay. Sorry. And then I turned to TikTok and learned how to actually take care of a beta fish. Oh, so. okay. Because I had one once that I got from a Sweet 16 that was like a centerpiece. Literally all I did, and this is like so inhumane for me, but like <laughs> I stuck it in a bowl, like probably like a half gallon size bowl. And it was on my kitchen table and I fed it, but like it lived there for like six months. What? Yeah. And then this fish, we had like a one gallon tank, which apparently you need a five gallon tank for a little two inch beta. Really? Yeah. Otherwise, like it's not, it's yeah, inhumane. Interesting. I'm like, oh. Um, so are you going to get like an actual fish tank? I don't have room on my desk for that. Oh, it was on your desk? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you just came in the next day and you. you yes. Was- that's so Somebody sad. texted me that so she was dead. I was like, "Oh my god!" And you were feeding him and stuff, and he was well. And he was there for twenty four hours, but yeah, we fed him. Yeah, but yeah, wow. I, I, I it must just know. be a freak accident. Yeah, he looked honestly. sickly beforehand, anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so and that fish lived for like six months. So I went on TikTok, okay. learned how to actually take care of a beta fish, okay. learned from my mistakes. Okay, and then we'll be better. Yeah, so now I'll around. get another one. Yeah, okay. and I'll make sure to look for a healthy one. Okay. 
<laughs> a little more plump. Yes. So nice. yeah. So what about you? What's new with you? Okay. So I remember this was probably like two months ago that you talked about this, but I watched Jury Duty over the weekend. Oh my god! Yeah. I love that show. It was absolutely so hysterical. I, it was yeah. so funny. And there hasn't been a show like that in so long. Yeah. That's just like that type of humor. And the yeah. fact that... So in case anyone forgot, um, everybody... It's it's this... Um, everybody's an actor except this one guy named Ronald. <laughs> and they're told that they're filming a documentary for a jury case. Or like to get the jury's perspective in a case. Yeah. So they go... Um, so they're in jury duty and found out it's going to be like a like weeks long process. Yeah, like a sequestered yes um, experience. Yeah, because and sequestered means that they had to stay in a hotel. Yeah, they had to get rid of their they had to give their phones. Yeah, and obviously, like even when you're on a jury duty for longer than a day, like you're not supposed to talk about it, and so mm-hmm. they couldn't have their phones to like search up the case or mm-hmm. anything. And the case was ridiculous. It's that, like, this guy, like, printed the wrong things on shirts. It was such a, The yeah. case didn't make any, any sense. sense. Yeah, I don't want to give spoilers because I told my mom. Yeah. And she said that she wanted to watch it. But it was just so funny. So funny, yeah. And, like, the guy that they picked ended up being so nice. Like, the best person to yeah. do. Yeah. And, like, if it was, honestly, any other random person, they would have been getting so annoyed and frustrated. Yeah. With, just all the situations but he handled it so So nice he was also so tall yeah yeah (laughs) he was like six five yeah i was like wow you're so tall but yeah wow it was just such a funny show yeah we watched it in two days i mean it was only eight episodes it's so short so definitely watch it it's it's really funny yeah Yeah. so yeah i thought of you because i was like i know abby watched this so long yes yeah but it's on amazon prime so if you have amazon prime you could watch Get it. Get the Prime video. Yeah. yeah. I would highly recommend it. It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. my only update. Nothing really much New. has been happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today's episode topic um, is something that, unfortunately, everybody deals with at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, even Whether or not you're lucky, because I know about being unlucky. Ugh. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about rejection, how to deal with it. And yeah. um, rejection is in so many different things in your life. I know a lot of times people think about it in, like, um, relationships, um, mm-hmm. like, romantic relationships. But mm-hmm. it is pretty much everywhere in your life. Like I said, everybody experiences at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a huge fear about taking a chance just because of the fear of rejection. Of rejection, yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about, like, what rejection is, how to deal with it, and mm-hmm. then how to kind of stay true to yourself and yeah. take risks yeah. even when you deal with it throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So I did a little bit of, like, I don't want to say a lot of research yeah. <laughs> I did some research on rejection and there's a lot of different types that you could experience in your life so like Abby said there's relationship rejection like whether it's attraction or how you're feeling with another person there's rejection in your career or in your job like not getting something that you got your hopes up for um there's rejection feeling like left out or excluded so that could be like in a friend group or it could be in the workplace or it could be like you want to be a part of something and you just feel like you're not you're not a part of it. Um, or there could be kind of like lack of attention or neglect or abandonment kind of like in a family setting or something. So 
you could be experiencing rejection and you don't even really know that that's like what it is and that's mm-hmm. what you're feeling mm-hmm. but it could cause some sort of emotion um and then I looked up like rejection can cause a lot of like deep stuff but I think Abby and I are mostly going to talk about like kind of things that we've experienced mm-hmm. and then I'll just disclaim if you're really struggling with it you should go to therapy <laughs> or see someone because we are not professionals um but one interesting thing that I found out when I was researching it was that rejection affects the parts of our brain that are associated with addiction and mm-hmm. rewards and like cravings mm-hmm. so a lot of times like if you are feeling rejection you could become like obsessed with like why didn't that happen and you become like mm-hmm. really upset and fixated on mm-hmm. some parts of it and it's because it's related to that part of the brain mm-hmm. which I thought was so yeah, interesting that's really cool yeah I mean I didn't take psych or anything in mm-hmm. school so I don't know a lot about it but when I was researching it I was like that's so I mean it makes sense yeah but that could be why it affects you so mm-hmm. so negatively sometimes yeah oh my mm-hmm. gosh I had no idea right about that, isn't that weird yeah you like a lot of people me included become fixated on it mm-hmm. and so that makes sense yeah, yeah I know this this story is kind of like not embarrassing but I remember um in college like I really liked this boy mm-hmm. and he like didn't really feel the same way and I remember being so like fixated and obsessed with the fact that he Mm -hmm. did not feel the same way I was like why like I could not get past it for so long because I was like there must be like what's wrong with me like what is is there something wrong with him like I just needed to know why Mm -hmm. and I did feel like so obsessed but I couldn't like get out of it in Mm -hmm. a way like I couldn't stop thinking about it it was so it's such a weird feeling yeah so hopefully (laughs) (laughs) hopefully that doesn't happen again and like Heather said, we are not professionals at all. And I know, like, a lot of times um, we, like, give advice and stuff. But it hearing one person say, oh, like, you'll get over it, isn't mm-hmm. going to automatically, like, trigger your brain and then you'll yeah. get over it. So, like, all the advice that we say, you really do have to apply it to your life. And it takes baby steps to get mm-hmm. to that point. Like, Heather and I aren't perfect. Part of this is, like, we say it to kind of – manifest it for ourselves too yeah so um yeah so take all of this and like work towards it don't think that tomorrow you're gonna wake up and like have no fears in the world (laughs) yeah so really um if you want it to change in your life you gotta slowly apply it um don't think that it's gonna happen overnight yeah yeah okay nice well the first thing i have is how to deal with rejection would be why like kind of have the mindset so say it's like a romantic rejection or even this could apply to your career too. Like why would you want them, like want to be with them or want to work for them if they don't feel the same about you? Yeah. So like say you really, really want a job and you're interviewing for it and then you get your hopes up and you don't get it. Like they're like, oh, we went with someone else. That is going to suck at first. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to remember like when you're going into a career – or the same goes for a relationship. Like, you want it to be a mutual mm-hmm. respect. And, yeah. like, you want it to be an environment where you feel comfortable in. So, like, me personally, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship where I know the other person doesn't want me. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in a career where I, the person that hired me thinks there's, like, three people better for the job than me. Yeah. Like, you have to find your best fit. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, 
dealing with rejection just think of it as that like why would you want to be with them if they don't want you yeah Mm -hmm. and i think going off that process it however you need to process Mm -hmm. it i don't think there's one certain way for someone to feel after a rejection Mm -hmm. um again it depends on the severity obviously of what the rejection is Mm -hmm. um but at the same time like process it and understand that it at the end of the day Mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason there's Mm -hmm. a reason why that didn't happen yeah and no matter how long it takes you to process that like don't let it define you like yeah. That rejection is honestly their loss. Like, yeah. don't make it feel like there's anything wrong with you. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, you can take that rejection and grow from the experience. Mm-hmm. For example, if it's a job interview, like, oh, like, it's their loss, but is there anything I can improve on for next mm-hmm. time? Because maybe, exactly. like, you did say something that they didn't yeah. like. So how do I rephrase that? So I still get the same point across, but yeah. make it sound a little bit better Mm -hmm. um so yeah so process the rejection however you need to yeah and i i think going off that too like sometimes rejection could be kind of like a motivator or a wake-up call in Mm -hmm. a sense like maybe you know you're you're working hard towards something and you really think you took all the steps to get there and then you still don't get like what you have been working towards like maybe you need to reassess and like redirect yourself yeah. and be like okay that clearly wasn't working for me but I still have this end goal in mind so now what can I do to get there so it can kind of be like not to say that you weren't working hard like at yeah. first but yeah. you might need to switch something up so yeah. you also can like self-reflect and be like okay why did this happen like let's see what steps I can take now and yeah a lot of times like especially now jumping to romantic relationship again Mm -hmm. I feel like all this ties in together with rejection Mm -hmm. you have these blinders on Mm -hmm. so where you're in a romantic relationship and the feelings aren't equal again they should be if they're not bro yeah (laughs) but you have these blinders on and it's like I will do anything like and same when you're applying for a job Mm -hmm. like you have these blinders like this is the way I get the job Mm -hmm. like you really got to take a step outside of it and look at it from an outside perspective. Yeah. And I also think, too, what can happen a lot of the times is when you are thinking about something so much and you get so in your head about it, like, you can build yourself up and, like, almost create, like, a fantasy mm-hmm. of, like, what could be and make it out to be better than it is. So I'll yeah. go back to the example. This is just, like, a stupid, like, boy example. Mm-hmm. But, like... Um, when I've, like, experienced rejection with a boy, like, before, it would, like, hurt a lot more when I would, like, build it up. I'd be like, oh, my God, like, we could do this. Like, I see him in my future. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you actually take a step back and, like, look at the facts of the situation, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what actually happened? Like, has he shown, has he shown interest? Like, would you guys work, like, does he have the same values as you? And mm-hmm. kind of think of it as... Like, if you just look at the facts and kind of... It's hard to separate your emotions... Yeah, definitely. ...from it, but it can help you justify, like, why it didn't work out. And, mm-hmm. like, also, like you said, everything happens for a reason. You just have to remember, like, okay, if he... That situation or that career or whatever didn't work out because there's probably something better in the future. Yeah. And you just have to be patient with yeah. yourself. And, like, realize... Yeah, and back to the fantasy thing, like, 
I think we all do it, like make stuff up in our heads sometimes. Yeah. Oh, like God. build it up, yeah, build it up to be better than it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is okay to do that too, because mm-hmm. it could work out that way, but you also have to remember it might not. Yeah. And yeah, in um, kind of like your boy story, but not mm-hmm. really. Um, in March, I was applying for this job, remember? And I like yeah. really wanted it. It was like actually like what I wanted to do as a career, kind of, meh, or like, yeah. and, like what I've done. Um, and I didn't get the job. And I was like low-key upset about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah. what? I'm like perfect for that yeah. job. Like, whatever. And like at that point, I didn't even like take the outside perspective and be like, okay, what should I do better? Because I'm like, they don't know what they're missing out yeah. on. But yeah. then, and like I was upset about it, but I mean, I eventually got over it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing like something like I can't, my job, I cannot even believe I like yeah. have it as a job. Like, and that I don't happened, what, two months later? Two months later. And mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine if I did get that job and I took it in March. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. So, yeah. And then you wouldn't be where you are now yeah. doing this job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's wild. So, like, again, sometimes rejection is a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. And then going back to the attraction thing, mm-hmm. um, Like, you have to remember, like, not everyone, this is more just, like, relationships, but I guess it could be applied to jobs, too. Not everyone is your type. Mm -hmm. Like, you, think about you as a person, like, you're not attracted to every single person that you see on the street. Yeah. Or, like, even, like, in your entire friend group, say you have, like, a friend group of girls and guys, like, you're not attracted to every single guy or every single girl or whoever you like in the group. Yeah. Like, there might be one that you find attractive, you might be like, eh, he's not really my type. So... If that happens to you, like, mm-hmm. don't take it personally. You just, yeah. like, literally might not be there. They just might not be attracted to you, like, when they first see you. And that's okay because mm-hmm. you have to think you're not attracted to everybody you see. And, like, yeah. that's just going to happen. Like, on Love Island, when, yeah. they, <laughs> they, yeah. when they step forward, like, they all have a different type. And it's not exactly. – they could all be good-looking people. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're not good-looking. It just means that you have – people have different preferences yeah. and that's totally normal yeah about the same mm-hmm. way if you listen to last week's episode the same way people have opinions that you might not yeah. agree with like everybody just has their preferences and mm-hmm. if you aren't someone's preference there, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you that just yeah. means you're not their preference yeah exactly and you'll find someone or you'll find a job or you'll mm-hmm. find something where you are the preference yeah um and you want to be the preference too because that's what you deserve yeah yeah so. mm-hmm. as trisha brown said if you listen to that episode you deserve gold <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and kind of touching on i mean obviously um we don't want to touch on this too much but with the family thing i know like the conventional thing is like your family is like your backbone your support system but in some cases that's not it people's family yeah. are and i think it's just it's i don't know what the right word to use is but it's normal and i used air quotes if you're listening to the pod and if you're watching the video you see the air quotes um it's normal for a family to like be so supportive and everything Mm -hmm. but that's it if you have a group of people who will support you no matter Mm -hmm. what like family like you can fall off the deep end with family but they're Mm -hmm. still there for you at the end of the day as long as you find people that support you like that it doesn't matter if you feel rejection from your family like you can yeah. have a second family or, like, an imaginary family that support mm-hmm. you. So I think that's really important to know. Yes. That's actually such a good point. I was listening to this podcast with – it's called Diary of a CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and basically it's this podcast where his name is Stephen Bartlett. He interviews like extremely successful people. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the interviews he did was with the comedian Jimmy Carr. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, yeah, you know, know who him. Jimmy Carr is. Um, and he had such a good point in one of his episodes. I will link this on the Instagram story because mm-hmm. this episode, like, I genuinely think changed my life. But he was saying how he didn't have a good relationship with his father mm-hmm. um, growing up. And, like, even in his adult life, he still doesn't see his father. He said he didn't let that, you know, he tried not to dwell on the fact that he didn't have, mm-hmm. a, like, a father relationship. He, he literally said... He was like, I just went and found a new one. Yeah, it, yeah. You just go and find, and I'm not saying like, obviously it's hard if, you know, your father or mother or parental figure isn't in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go out and you find, uh, you can find a fatherly figure, someone who's going to mentor you, mm-hmm. someone who's going to be there for you and support you. And it doesn't have to be a blood relative. Like yeah. it could be your mentor or mm-hmm. it could be a friend who's a couple years older than you yeah. or you know, it could be your roommate. It could be whoever. Yeah. But you can go out and seek these people that are going to support you. And, like, mm-hmm. you can take that, you know, form of rejection or whatever that, you know, he felt from his father or whatever that you're feeling and just turn it into motivation to, like, go make that relationship somewhere else. Yeah. And then, I mean, in this instant of that guy, like, when he becomes a father, be a better father. So use it as motivation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And. It really doesn't help. I know, I think it's definitely important to, like, feel the feelings of rejection. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't help to sit there and feel sorry for yourself if you can't control it. Like, so say in the instance, you know, you don't have a parental figure in your life. That's very unfortunate. But if you sit there and just, like, complain and feel sorry for yourself that, you know, you don't have a father figure or something, it's like, that's only hurting you. Yeah. Like, your father's not thinking about it right now. Like, that he made that choice. Like, you have to Mm -hmm. go and live your own life. Like, Mm -hmm. that is your circumstance. Those are the cards you were dealt. And, like, it's just tough love at the end of the day. Yeah. But you, uh, in the same breath, like, you can feel it and, like, you know, you're allowed to be upset about certain things. Yeah. But just if you let it affect you to the point where it's, like, you know stopping you from reaching your goals or being happy in life like you're just letting the situation win yeah at the end of the day yeah that kind of brings me into my next point um you no matter what trauma you have or any type of fear of rejection at a certain point you do have to put that behind because if you don't like take any risks Mm -hmm. or take a chance Mm -hmm. your life is gonna plateau it is just gonna stay the same and you're gonna be in the same rut that you're always in Mm -hmm. so you really got to take a chance because the greatest risks come with with the the greatest greatest reward and like what i'm sorry what's the worst that is gonna happen yeah like you ask someone out and they say no okay yeah all right all right i was thinking about it's not like they're gonna like freaking murder you if yeah you ask them on a date like just saying they'll say no and yeah it's gonna yeah. take a stab for a second but yeah but then it's like someone's gonna say yes yeah and then yeah. that could be like the greatest love story of all time exactly yeah so yeah the greater the risk the greatest reward yeah. and i was thinking about that too like everyone on earth is basically strangers mm-hmm. but we're all like basically family too it's such a weird way to think about it but um i was thinking about it because lately when i've been running Mm -hmm. i pass other people that are like walking or running or whatever biking on the trail and 
I try to wave and like say good morning mm-hmm. to everybody that I pass. Mm-hmm. I have like maybe a 50% success yeah. rate, but I don't let it stop me. And like, yeah. I never even think about it the rest of the day. Yeah. So it's like, that's not, that's like a low risk, like yeah. low reward type of thing because I don't really care. I just like to say hi to people. Yeah. But it's kind of like if you have that attitude, mm-hmm. like just wave and smile and say good morning. Yeah. But if you have that attitude towards like everything in life, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just apply to a job or just yeah. like ask the person out or yeah. just, you know, go to dinner by yourself or something like yeah. that. If you, It's it's a lot less deep and mm-hmm. you're like, OK, you might have a 50 percent success rate, but mm-hmm. think about what the good that can come out of it. Yeah. Because yeah. you never know that could make someone's day that mm-hmm. someone else on the run could be like, oh, my God, this this such nice girl said good morning to me yeah literally think about like how many stories you tell your friends where it's Mm -hmm. like these small gestures that people did and like yeah that probably made that person feel good and yeah yeah yeah, exactly or even like if you leave a little extra of a tip like at a restaurant like that could not really mean a lot to you. You're just losing, like, mm-hmm. five extra dollars. But, you know, the 16-year-old kid that you tip is yeah. going to go home and be like, Mom, this person yeah. tipped me 30%. Like, yeah. So, yeah, if you if you take the risk, like, it could benefit you, but it could also benefit other mm-hmm. people, yeah. which I think is, like, just so important. And cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, that fear of rejection is stopping you, and it's stopping you affecting people too Mm -hmm. in a positive way yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah my other thing that I wanted to mention is um I when I was like writing our show notes for this episode Mm -hmm. I was thinking about like stuff in my life and whatnot and how there's like highs and lows Mm -hmm. and then I honestly think about roller coasters okay yeah because if roller coasters were like flat the whole time bro that's like the little kid yeah (laughs) so like obviously there's gonna be highs when you take a risk and it works out there's gonna be highs Mm -hmm. but then you're also gonna take a risk and it's not gonna work out Mm -hmm. and again like we said before use it as a learning lesson yeah it's gonna drop down Mm -hmm. lower than that plateau was but Mm -hmm. you'll eventually come back up yeah and you just have to trust it yeah just trust it and just i mean even our career wise with me Mm -hmm. and heather i know we both talked about it before and i mentioned it earlier this episode but like heather had a really good thing like a really Mm -hmm. good rotational program she was in and it was a huge risk to just Mm -hmm. switch but she did and it was Mm -hmm. like for the better in her life yeah it like i'm so much happier at my job Mm -hmm. i met my boyfriend there Mm -hmm. who i now live with Mm -hmm. like I'm so much happy. Like, I met an, an awesome group of friends. Like, yeah. I had a great group of friends, too, at my other job. But I just feel like I found, like, Your my people. my people. Yeah. And I just feel like it was so worth the risk. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad I listened to my gut. Yeah. And, I mean, we have been, like, fortunate in that sense. Um, but, like, I know sometimes people will leave a job and, like, their next job is, like, the worst thing. Mm-hmm. And they think it was the biggest mistake. But it's – oh. Again, you're going to use that as a learning lesson and don't mm-hmm. let that ever stop you from doing that again. Like if you're unhappy yeah. in another job, like don't I know it's easy for it to be like, oh, my God, this happened last time. Or if you're in a relationship and someone cheats on you and then mm-hmm. don't let that one person who is a terrible person, by the way, mm-hmm. let it affect you in your next relationship yeah. where you're scared to get vulnerable because you think that person is going to cheat on you yeah. as well. Yeah, no, that's that's really true. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's normal, again, to have your guard up and, like, yeah, whatever. But like we said, at the end of the day, you can't control what that person did. Yeah. 
and you just have to accept that you're not going to be able to control situations in the future mm-hmm. so you just have to like risk like with the next person for with like the cheating example like yeah. you are risking it again like mm-hmm. you're risking your feelings and your heart and stuff mm-hmm. but it could be the happiest relationship of your life or it could not work out again but like yeah. you just have to trust it mm-hmm. um and also going back to the job thing mm-hmm. like I also want to mention I did take a risk and like so did you leaving mm-hmm. the job but before I left the job and went to my current one I probably applied to like 50 to 100 jobs oh god and, me too and yeah. I didn't let those rejections stop yeah. me from like continuing to apply yeah and I don't know about you but the what the opportunity that the opportunities in the past that have been meant for me mm-hmm. have been like close to seamless like they haven't been like so easy. difficult processes it was kind of like the job I have now I applied I interviewed or I like I applied I phone screened I interviewed and I got it all in like 10 days dude like yeah. it, there was not a lot of waiting there was not yeah. a lot of wondering there was no confusion like I knew I wanted the job and they knew they wanted me yeah and I feel like that kind of happened with you yeah, too I applied on indeed so I didn't even mm-hmm. have to like change my resume mm-hmm. they phone screened me I yeah. interviewed and bada bing like no cover letter no yeah. like changing my resume to tailor the job yep. like it was just yeah, yeah I feel so like yeah that's what I mean by like not forcing things yeah. like opportunities that are meant for you mm-hmm. will just feel like they fall into place and yeah. I feel like things that aren't meant for you and that you end up feeling that sense of rejection a lot of times you're almost forcing it and I feel like you can tell in your gut yeah. there's something even off. with relationships like if you feel like you have to prove yourself mm-hmm. like continuously like obviously if you're go- you want to start a relationship you do have to put in some effort mm-hmm. but if you feel like you're like trying to change yourself for somebody or mm-hmm. you're trying too hard like mm-hmm. if it isn't happening naturally yeah it's a sign it's a sign yeah and that then you can also be feeling rejection while you're in the relationship too yeah. because you feel like your true self isn't being isn't yeah appreciated but i wanted to kind of talk about like rejection in the sense of like feeling excluded or left mm-hmm. out in like a group and i had a good example um and i feel like i you didn't watch gossip girl did no. you well in gossip girl there um if you guys know Blair Waldorf, she was like one of the main characters and they live on the Upper East Side of New York. Mm-hmm. And she was like super into her image and like her reputation and just wanted to be like the successful woman. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was she was in college or after college, but she wanted to be a part of this like high society group mm-hmm. of women in the Upper East Side of New York. And it was, like, really hard to get into. Uh, but they had a really good reputation. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a really good networking group. It was not, like, a sorority. But it was, like, yeah. a high... It was, like, a... Just, like, a high society group, okay. I guess. You know what yeah. I mean? Stuff rich people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they have tea and yeah. like, little, <laughs> little sandwiches yeah. at their meetings. They wear those nice hats and stuff. Um, but anyway, so she was, like, so nervous about her interview. Um... And she was, like, talking about it through the whole episode. Like, she couldn't – she was so honored that she even got it. And she prepped for it and didn't want to mess it up. And then she interviewed with the group of women. There was probably, like, five or six of them. And she realized that they were, like, really uptight, really judgmental, really snooty. Um, Like, they 
had really strict rules about her lifestyle and stuff. And then she realized, like, you know, she didn't even want to be a part of that group. And she was like, why do I want to be a part of this group so much? And they kind of felt the same way. They were like, you're not a good candidate for this, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And she was like, well, I don't even want to be part of this group. Like, why um, would I want to be involved with you guys who you just sit around and, like, talk about people and judge people all the time? So the point of that example was... Like, if you're feeling excluded by, like, a friend group or even, like, maybe you don't get the job that you wanted or something, Mm -hmm. you, like, those probably just weren't your people Mm -hmm. and it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Like, especially in high school and college, like, when you Mm -hmm. have friend groups and I feel like even sororities or clubs or whatever, if you don't feel like you're fitting in Mm -hmm. or, or, like, you feel excluded by them, that's okay. It just means that they're not your people and you're not their people. and you just it you, you shouldn't want to be a part of a group that like yeah doesn't see value in your values and like doesn't share the same morals that you do yeah and a lot of times when you're in a new environment it's it's so easy to feel like a fish out of water mm-hmm. and like if you feel excluded from the group like mm-hmm. there's two there's two possibilities the first is you do have to like put in effort like mm-hmm. if you're at a new job like, go up and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just sit at your desk all day and keep to yourself, mm-hmm. they don't know you. So they might think that's your personality. Yeah. And you like being more by yourself. Yeah. Or the second option is they're just not the right people. Like you said, not the right people for yeah. you. In that case, obviously, still put in some effort. And if you realize that they're not the right people for you... It's okay mm-hmm. to be independent and solo in certain yeah. aspects. I remember people, like, used to hate going to the dining hall, like, alone. I'm like, what the I heck? would love it. I loved it. I loved having oh my, my alone time. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're listening and you're in college, like, it's okay to go to the dining hall alone. Like, yeah. Like, it's okay to do things alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within, like, a friend group, it it's so hard. And, again, going back to the blinders, and I think sometimes in, like, a three-person friend group, mm-hmm. two people are closer, and, like, mm-hmm. that per- third person, like, feels excluded. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a really, really tough situation. I think we've both experienced it before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for that, honestly, just know it's not you. Like, don't yeah. blame yourself and don't feel like you're not, like, you're the person who doesn't fit in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's not you, and you will find your people, and you'll find a group that, whether there's three people, five people, however many people, you won't ever feel excluded in that group. Yeah, and I think, too, like, if you are in a friend group, say it's three or four people or whoever, and they, and you are feeling that feeling of exclusion, it's like, why would you want to be friends with someone who makes you feel yeah. like that? This goes kind of goes back to, like, our self-love episode, mm-hmm. but, like, if you get to the point in your life where you're completely comfortable by yourself Mm -hmm. and you only want to hang out with people that like uplift you and make you feel good it it's kind of like okay why would I want to hang out with you if you're just if you're just putting me down and like leaving me out on purpose like why would I want that when I can just go hang out by myself and read a book exactly and like Like, enjoy your own company yeah Yeah, a thousand percent isn't it wait this is kind of a sidebar but um I I think I saw this thing on TikTok or maybe it was on a podcast, but they were saying that trios are generally like only successful if two people are related. <laughs> and do you think that's like that makes sense? Because me, you and Katie are kind of a trio. Yeah, we're but, really close. But like me and Katie 
are sisters. So, yeah. like, it's not weird if me and Katie hang out, like, without yeah. you because, like, we're sisters. Yeah. And we've done that our whole life. Yeah. But then, like, me and you hang out because, uh-huh. like, well, now we have the podcast. Yeah. But, like, but we were friends. And then now you and Katie hang out. And, like, I don't think any of us ever get upset when, so, like, yeah. when we're hanging out like two oh or three of us. you know what i mean yeah yeah and i was thinking about that I think too that's, yeah trios i've been in and then like mm-hmm. when two people hang out i'm like why didn't you invite me yeah. yeah but i feel i never feel that when like you and katie hang out yeah so i'm like okay well katie's my sister yeah. well yeah i obviously yeah. don't get mad when you guys i'm like <laughs> they didn't invite me to thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. I was like, wow, because I was thinking about our dynamic. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm, but anyway, yeah, back to the um, rejection part. Um, oh, yeah, going back to the self-love thing, too. Like, don't base your self-worth on, like, what are external factors. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know we kind of touched on this, but a lot of times the rejection can have everything to do with the other person mm-hmm. and nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And that comes you know with jobs with your family with your relationships like that's why it's so important to be secure in yourself like yes yeah and honestly I realized this too like when I look at my life when I was like insecure in myself versus now where I'm like really secure in myself Mm -hmm. better things are happening to me now that I'm a lot more secure and like I put myself first not necessarily even in a selfish way Mm -hmm. but just like I'm content with who I am. Yeah. And, like, I don't feel the need to really, like, please people that much yeah. anymore besides our podcast listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do anything for you guys. Yeah. But um, versus, like, before when I felt like I really cared about what other people thought a lot, mm-hmm. I feel like now my life is so much better because I'm so much more carefree and, like, I just deal with things better. Yeah. Because I'm... I, like, care about who I am. Mm-hmm. This is not backed by science at all, but <laughs> I believe 95% of problems are all mental. Like... Agreed. Like... Yes. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it now. I should have mentioned this in our unpopular opinion. Road rage? Bro, if someone cuts you off, what? It is what it is. They cut yeah. you off. Why are you gonna be behind the wheel, like yelling? Yeah, like, calm yelling, down. screaming. Literally, I know calm you can't control down. It. You can't control it. So same yeah. thing with rejection. Like mm-hmm. obviously, everybody needs to process it however they need. Like I said, like, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be in an instant where you're like, okay, it it is mm-hmm. what it is. But like, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you can't change it. Yeah. So and obviously, e- easier said than done. But like. Yeah. I, I realized this maybe, like, a year or two ago, but all of your insecurities are, like, your fault. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's- I hate to say it, but I realized that, too. I'm, like, everything I'm insecure about are, like, self-induced. Yeah. Like, because either I let – I mean – this is, like, a silly thing, but my dad always used to say I had a big forehead. Mm-hmm. I'm not insecure about my forehead. I never have been, but mm-hmm. it's, like, if – I was insecure about my forehead. That's because I let a comment get to me. Get to your, you know what I mean. <laughs> get to your forehead, and <laughs> it made it bigger. It made yeah. because she has that in her yeah. brain. It made it bigger. Yeah, <laughs> or like if you see other people, I don't know, judging someone for something that you have. It's like you are only insecure about it because you let yourself yeah. be insecure about it. Yeah. Which I know from personal experience, it's so much easier said than done. Oh, to just yeah. like stop being insecure about yeah. something. But yeah. It really, like, if you think about it, like, you are in complete control yeah. of your insecurities. Yeah. Which it's, is crazy. But. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it obviously takes time to work on, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's actually weird. 
right to think about scary to think about I know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's on you yeah <laughs> <I'm> sorry oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> i know i had that realization like probably a year or two ago and you're and like, I was like dang damn. come on heather <laughs> <laughs> i did this to myself yeah. nice okay and then the last thing i'll say is just um just protect your peace. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes being obsessed with why you got rejected just isn't worth it at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Like, if you're not going to get an answer mm-hmm. in, like, a day of, like, why you were rejected or, you, like, you just don't want to deal with the situation, sometimes it's better to just, like, accept it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I a thousand percent agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know we, we went on a long tangent, but I think our long story short and, like, the purpose of kind of this episode mm-hmm. is... Don't let the fear of failure, one, define you, mm-hmm. and two, stop you from taking risks and mm-hmm. moving forward in your life. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, I think we, we've said this in a couple different episodes. It's not that deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't let it stop you from following your dreams. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I really liked this episode. Yes, it went yeah. by really fast. Yeah. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I'm really happy that people are still listening even like almost three months yeah and i know so no, like four months in thanks really, guys. Yeah. yeah so thank you so so much we really really appreciate it please follow our instagram and tiktok at mm-hmm. don't get me started pod if you're feeling generous you can award us mm-hmm. <laughs> with five stars on spotify apple podcasts um leave a review if you're feeling extra yeah. spicy today and we will see you next Monday. Bye. Thank you for listening.